Hello, this is Justin Perkins and this is Talk Junkie. Um, it's going to be a solo cast. I don't know how long I'm going to go on this one. Uh, today is Monday something. I don't know, probably the 12th, 13th of January. I don't know what it is. But anyway, yesterday, Sunday, I sat down with a good buddy of mine, uh, Joey Crater, to sit down and record um, a podcast for you guys. Um Sometimes it's easier to just meet in social settings and do these places, little hangout spots. We met at a local pizza place. We sat down. I set everything up. We started talking and eating and just getting relaxed before the podcast started. We sit there probably it's better than three hours. We recorded absolutely nothing. We got engaged in an actual conversation. We had fun. We joked around. And we didn't record anything. And uh, the episode I've got planned for him will be really good and, and, and really entertaining and we will record it at some point. We just haven't recorded it yet. Um, I don't know. We got sidetracked and got sidetracked to talk. And, and uh, afterwards, you know, uh, we were talking about hanging out more often. You know, we're trying to do a, a weekly thing. That's how the very first Four Horsemen, the other Four Horsemen episode got recorded. That was just going to be a weekly hangout. And, you know, things happen. You can't do it. But me and Joey have been able to find a way to, to make some time to do that. So you can hang out and actually meet people and 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 be around actual people uh i enjoy that you know i've done a a mini cast about the death of conversation and and you know kind of touched on people not getting together and actually talking and and in that i also talked about my grandfather's store and um you know how all the older gentlemen would get together and stuff and, and hang out there and, and i have a friend getting ready to open a small business and she kind of joked around she's like you know this this could be, you know, a hangout spot. Everybody could get together. And I got to thinking, you know, between meeting Joey last night and, and talking to Joey and, and doing all this stuff, like, there really isn't a place that I could say, you know, I could meet and, and get together with, with all my friends. And, you know, to, to a local community and, like, a, a local culture, that that together time is is very important and in the past it's been very formative on, on what what you know what happens locally and and it's 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 a hard thing i guess to kind of explain without really going into it you know you take for example something like my grandfather's story you know all these these people of a certain age and and it wasn't restricted to that age it was uh you know just predominantly that age people of my grandfather's age because i knew my grandfather would get together and have discussions and things like that you know and if if you're not from eastern kentucky i guess it, it's good to put this into to uh to context you're, you're looking at an area you know uh, a place called pine top you know it, it it has a post office it had this hardware store of my grandfather's. When I was very young, it had a grocery store, a very small, privately owned grocery store. Um, another little store, like a little country store. Um, it had a gas station, just one, that is no longer there. And it had the Puha that my grandfather owned. And this was over, I don't know, seven or eight mile stretch. In, in this area, things weren't laid out. Uh, wide and you know this is a very narrow stretch a straight line surrounded by mountains uh, you know so th there's there's not a lot in this area but it, again it's it's a small area as well but 
you know, everybody would meet out there and, and they would discuss these things and stuff. And then down the road from my grandfather's house you, or store, you had a gas station uh, called Shots Market. And you would have the same thing there. You know, when I would get up in the morning for work when my grandfather was still living, and, and this was this was after you didn't have as many. Like when I was very young and I would get up and go out to my grandfather's, I mean, especially like on a Saturday, because the post office at that time was right next door. Um, the bench out front was full. The seats inside were full. It was a constant, steady flow of people and a constant, steady flow of interaction and discussion. You know, by the time I was... And that, that's late 80s, early 90s. By the time I was... Um, you know, an adult and working every day. Um, most days I'd try to leave for work early. So I'm swinging by my grandfather's at his hardware store. At that time's really all that was left, uh, around 5, 5.30, you know. And I'd go in, I'd talk to my grandfather. And uh, there really wouldn't be anybody there. You know, it would just be him. I would leave there, I would stop at shots, maybe go in, get something for lunch and get a snack. And there may be one or two people there. And, you know, on my way back in that evening, there may be two, three people sitting there talking with shot. And then, I, you know, you go on up to my grandfather's store. And if I actually went in my grandfather's store that evening, there may be four or five people there talking. Now, at about 7 or 8 o'clock every morning, there was a group of old men that come down and they shot pool and, and, and discuss things, you know. And, and this was all in, in the later days. Um, but that, to that point, <coughs> excuse me, to that point, that was all there was on Pine Top at this, and, and you're looking mid-2000s, 2005, somewhere in there, and there was a, a little, uh, small, um, like a auto repair place up the road, and it had, um, you know, a, a group of people that came out every day and sit down there and talked. Probably by the mid-2000s, you're looking at probably five, six people. So you have these three establishments, five, six people in them at all times, you know, talking, discussing things. Compared to when I was younger, they would be five, six people at that auto repair place sitting around talking they would be literally anywhere from 10 to to 15 people at my grandfather's store and then you add in the pool hall um you're getting the youth there and i mean it could be anywhere from 5 to 25 people especially in the evening on any given evening and then you go to shots you're looking five to six people down there and then you go out to where our road ends and you get onto a different highway there and you've got a place called big y same thing there five six people there hanging out and you know um you, you also have what they call the dairy queen crowd the older gentlemen that come in every morning sit down drink their coffee and you have the double quick crowd the same thing in a, a gas station so there's all these social spots that these older people were getting together discussing things discussing politics discussing uh just everyday life but interacting with each other and interacting with locally owned businesses and it was doing two things. It was putting money into the businesses, and it was allowing for social interaction. 
and and they were very important in my life in my formative years because I was around a lot of this you know every every day when when the store closed I would go with my grandfather to his brother's house and four five six guys that usually out the store would be there and you know they would have a discussion till eight or nine o'clock about anything i mean it is whatever you know they would meet you know and i I remember people of an older generation saying i'm going to go visit with somebody i'm going to go visit with so-and-so and that would entail going to their house sitting around and just gossiping talking it enjoying each other's company for hours and and then coming home you know you you fast forward now to a lot of that generation has passed away or is is at a very advanced age i'm talking 80s and 90s and you know my grandfather's store is gone Um, the little grocery store had been gone for a while Uh, the other country store is gone Uh, the gas station is gone this place is you know the auto repair place is gone this place is a ghost town i'm gone i don't live there any longer i don't live far from there but i don't live there there is this huge void of of social things going on you know people are not out and engaged in seeing each other in that area now at first this bled over when all these things started to leave to this group of people who met at a local restaurant every morning for coffee and breakfast and at a local gas station for that has a restaurant in it for coffee and breakfast. It kind of bled over to that, and the numbers there kind of swelled. You know, these, in a way, are locally owned businesses. You know, they are locally owned businesses. They're just larger businesses. They're not your small mom and pops. They're, they're you know, larger entity, but it is local. And nobody came back in and replaced these small businesses that had went out. And also, they didn't replace this engagement in the community and this social interaction between people, you know. And so this this has faded away. And, and got, there, there are still people meeting in these two areas, this, these these two restaurant areas, uh, for morning discussion. And, so, and, and I'm seeing now a lot of times evening discussion. And uh, I belong to a fire department, and we do a, an auction to... to 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 help with money because you know you're it's volunteer you're not you're not getting paid or or getting any money really coming into the fire department unless you earn it and it's become a social gathering because it's in that same area Uh, to some degree you know I see a lot of the older men I seen when I was younger come into my grandfather's store and and you know that gives me this this feeling of nostalgia and I enjoy it because I, I have a lot of respect for these men and 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 I seen them a lot, and I say men because that just was not a setting that we had a lot of women come into, and that that's another thing. With with that generation, um, home visits were big with 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 women, and um, I wasn't I wasn't as exposed to that. I was somewhat exposed to church home visits. Uh, certain churches and, and stuff would come do home visits. Um, my grandmother belonged to a uh, an organization that that did that to some degree, and and so I was I was experiencing that, but it seemed like the, the female 
a lot of times the female interaction with, with that generation involved more around work and and you know um preparation of food and and, and work in the gardens and, and things like that it's like they they never really took a break once they got to retirement age they kind of kept kept with with the work you know it's like their work wasn't done and and they seem to bond also over things i think that they may have done with their mothers and stuff and, and they had done with their friends but anyway um you know i took for granted when i was younger that this this interaction between people and this form of conversation and socializing was just common and i do believe that it very much was um at that time now i can't speak for outside of this area i don't i don't know because i've not you know especially large cities i've not spent extensive times in large cities maybe this is not an issue they're facing and and maybe this is just indicative of of the isolation of where we are because you know we were extremely isolated from the rest of the country you know people talk about settling out west well settling out west no doubt was was hard and hard work but getting over those mountains into kentucky with no roads and nothing and 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 those first settlers that come in here was very hard as well and then once you got here a lot of times you were forgotten you were forgotten by the government you were forgotten by uh society you you were ostracized for where you lived and how separate you were but you were only separate because of the extreme conditions to get here and to have contact you know uh, and I, I think that that was somewhat prevalent even if it was to a small degree until the internet era really exploded and, and allowed us to connect to other people out more outside of the, of the region and that's allowed us to develop as a very unique uh, culture as far as uh, I mean everything from food to to uh, uh, um, dialect to, to to belief structures you know we we uh, we become very fiercely independent and also uh, very unique because of that and and um, so I, I don't know if if this is a problem that's not permeated out into the rest of the country or if it's it's very prevalent there just in a, a different manner but I assumed as a child naively that that this was such it was such an enjoyable part of my day even though I really wasn't involved in the conversation that it was very important to to everyone and so therein it would last and not be not be um, forgotten or lost you know as it were and uh, it, it did not appear at any point in my childhood really that that would that that would be the case it it appeared that this 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 form of social interaction uh infused with local businesses and and conversation was so prevalent and and so important that it was just it was just a part of life and as i grew from a young child into a teenager um you know it because as a young child, I played with a lot of other kids. There were, you know, local kids and stuff. We didn't have a block, and we didn't have, like, it wasn't like 
a, a suburb where you've got housed housed has there may be miles in between houses or there may be a cluster of five or six houses of which only two houses have kids and then you go a mile or then you go to so it's very laid out and separated but uh, you very much have the opportunity to to interact with other kids because they would come down to the store and things of that nature. So as a as a kid, I was able to socialize, you know, between school, uh, some after school activities. But I had family and neighbors close by, and I had a lot of you know friends there that I was able to interact with. And and you know, as I grew into uh, my early teens, you know, interaction was constant. You you would have um, interaction at school all day, and then you may physically be on the phone with a girl for an hour, two hours a night, or, or talk to your friends, or, or go stay all night. I was constantly staying all night with people, or people staying all night with me. And I had a pool hall there where a lot of people of my age or four or five years older spent a lot of time. So I got a huge amount of social interaction in that setting and thought that that was common uh, you know and again this is before social media this is before the internet era had really hit hard there you know um, it was a matter of every day seeing and interacting with people having real life interactions and doing so in this pool hall that my grandfather owned and on the weekends going to the skating rink that was locally owned and, and hanging out there, you know, and um, it was going into these local places and, and having some sort of interaction with my friends, you know, local restaurants, the local festivals, you know, every year you have a yearly festival in your county, and in our county festival, Gingerbread, that was the place you went and seen your friends, you know, and the local basketball games you went to see your i have no love whatsoever for high school sports i firmly believe all school sports should be privatized so i was not there to watch uh watch the basketball team or the people who played on the team that i you know didn't really know or you know it, it was it was purely to hang out you know and and you know there were small little local places that that were important for hangouts you know and and as a teenager, you know, you'd be there at your friend's house, socializing with them there when you had the opportunity. Or you know, or or you were at one of these one of these local events or local things and and socializing and being there. And again I took for granted that is such a vital part of of who we are as a people, as a community, as a culture, that that is just expected. And, and we'll go on. And, you know, when I was younger, um, most, because again, like right now, we're, we're talking 2020, you know, Subway is a national chain, uh, Dairy Queen is a national chain, and Arby's is a national chain. That's what we have in our county as far as food goes. And the Arby's is a gas station. So, I mean, that's that's your option. Now, there are local options still and they still far outnumber the national options but that that's it you know when I was younger as far as my memory goes I remember a Druthers 
that was a national chain, I believe. It was national anyway, but it was a larger chain before Dairy Queen, and it eventually became Dairy Queen. And at one point in time, we had a Taco Bell for a little while, you know. So when I was younger, most things were were local businesses and still to this day you know we had local grocery stores we don't have a kroger or food city or anything of that nature you know we have a locally owned iga and a locally you know a save a lot they may be national brands but they're not huge you know and and i I know who owned them you know like the ij literally had someone's name in front of it you know It, it was a local owner you know we had local video stores we have never had uh, blockbuster or anything of that nature but we had uh, movies and munches and video solution you know and, and eventually others came along but those were the two big ones when i was younger and they were very important they were very vital parts uh, of the community and stuff it was every weekend making a trip down there for a lot of years and going and hanging out and seeing what was new and what was released it was big in the movies you know at the, especially at that time uh, it was huge in the movies and so you have all these local establishments they're not huge businesses but you know uh some clothing stores were local that you know one of which is still in business um but so much of the local economy was locally owned and was patron people were there more and more often uh, probably due to you know the next I guess you'd call city the next area outside of our county that's any bigger that had a Walmart or anything. It's depending on what part of the county you live in, you know, anywhere from five to 40 minutes away and or 30 minutes away. And so at that time, we were a lot more focused in county. The, the local radio station, um, you know, was very popular, especially, you know, adult contemporary i guess during the day and that that kept adults and then uh you know for teenagers there was a a more rock uh, more alternative based thing with you know a hipper i guess at that time option for them in in the evenings and then for whatever reason a lot of the construction workers and, and coal mine workers locally around listen to classic rock on that channel in the evenings on night shift into the next day so so the radio station was a big part of of the the local group so here you have two things going on simultaneously you have a large group of local businesses that are being supported very well locally and you have a a much more prevalent um, culture of uh, uh, socialization and and uh, you know interacting in these environments in these local businesses and things of that nature and to me this was very common and very important you know the local fireworks show was was a big deal these sound like small things but this is a small town and it also uh, you, you have to look at it from the point of view of uh, of opportunities to be engaged with uh, other local people, um, those opportunities are few and far between sometimes with uh, an area this small and, uh, you know, um, 
without a mall or anything of that nature because mall culture was very big in larger cities uh, for this same reason. It was a, a, an opportunity to socialize. So probably around, I would say, early to mid-2000s when social media starts to pick up steam, you start to see this small shift um, on multiple reasons in this area. Going in from the mid-2000s to the, to the teens is you're losing this generation, my grandfather's generation of these people who are very... Uh, they've got a lot of free time, they're retired, and, and they're very socially interactive and doing so based on these small businesses and around these small businesses. So the small businesses that were more um, dependent upon that generation of people also starts to wane and fade away a little bit, you know. A lot of times you can drive around our local area and, you know, somebody that knows the area pretty good, they can say, you know, well, there's where a skating rink used to be. My family owned two different places that at one point were a skating rink, you know, and, and uh, there's probably kids that don't even know what a skating rink is today, but that was a huge thing. And they were phased out before my time, you know, when I was very, very young, before the second one closed, that was already starting to, to shift, you know. Um, but, you know, there was a furniture store and there was all these things that are no longer there you can kind of see the remnants of and the, the relics of a a more robust local economy but you also see a lack of people it's the same population probably it's grown would be my guess especially you, you look at this exodus of people who left and went north in my grandfather's generation to work and then came back to retire that that increased the population and then um you know I, we, we started to lose those people so now you've got a similar population maybe a little less but you don't have the local business you also don't have the local interaction um when I was, you know, five, six-year-old, the, the teenage kids would hang out in front of my grandfather's store at night after it was closed, I guess just mainly because there was a street light there, and there was nothing else to do. So they were meeting, and I remember five, six kids there, seven, eight, ten on big nights, and them talking and just joking. Nothing huge, but they were getting together, listening to music, and socializing. And not only would I see that there, but even as I got a little bit older, I would see that at the local mall in the parking lot at night. You would see these people together and socializing and 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 and, and interacting together in, in a large group. And then you would go to the local park on a summer day, and it would be completely full. It would take forever to get an opportunity to get on the court at the basketball courts to, to play in a game, you know, to sit there and, and wait. Um, you know, the, the local pool was, was generally full. Uh, all these things were, were full. And you could visibly see the patronage of, of the places because you could see the, the, the large groups of people. Uh, you know, we had a local festival. It was huge. Then something happened in the 2000s here that I think happened everywhere. And, you know, this is not an anti-technology uh, rant because I believe this is a 50-50 issue. 
but something happened here in the 2000s it happened in a lot of places i think just because of our low population and the way that our communities are structured it had a little bit more of an issue became a little bit more of an issue here and i'm going to kind of stage this to where the timeline makes sense in why they coincide in 95 to say 98 you still had these local businesses you still had these uh, kids getting together on strip jobs and partying you still had all of these socializing activities you still had all these things there were house parties there were there were large groups of people and you still had that from 2000 somewhere in around 2000 to 2005 the pain pill epidemic hits. Um, you know, it, these large pharmaceutical companies gave this stuff out like candy. And it was, it was a, such a multifaceted problem. One, doctors are prescribing it hand over fist because they're making huge kickbacks. And, and these drug reps are making huge money. And pharmaceutical companies are making huge money. They're giving this stuff out hand over fist. So when it comes from a doctor, I think parents were more likely to uh, take it themselves and, because it came from, you know, and, and it was being misprescribed and overprescribed. But then it was making its way into the hands of the youth. And here, marijuana, and, and in my opinion, is not a drug. It is is being I mean if you got caught with marijuana you know that was it you know your academic opportunities were probably done uh, if you had any any aspirations for much of anything as a kid if you got caught with pot you were you were done you were labeled and, and you were done and the police were were very um, very hard on you because of the drug whereas in the initial days of of the introduction of, of pills, they a lot of people were getting them legally. They had prescriptions, and and so the kids were getting them, and nobody was looking at the kids uh, in, in regards to the pills. It, it hadn't full blown it, so it was easier to get. Bar none, it's, it was it, it it is one of the easiest drugs. Uh, with the exception of, of cigarettes in, in the history of the world to get because it was so prevalent at that time. These drugs came in and it started in our area to shift this social thing. We went from, and look, I, I'm, I'm no saint. You know, I've done things as well. And, and as being a part of it and being in on it, we went from... It was a twofold problem for these local hangouts and these local businesses. One, if, if teenage and late teen kids were there, one thing, the first thing that happened was less money came in, especially something like a pool hire or something like that, because a good chunk of their money were going towards the drugs. Then they had to get the drugs, and they had to have somewhere to meet to get the drugs so a lot of these places hanging out the mall and became this is where we meet and get drugs so they become a law enforcement problem 
and they became an issue for the owner of the establishment because one you're not making as much money but you probably got as many kids and the kids are really just there buying and selling and doing drugs so your numbers are the same, but your income is down. And that was a blow initially to the businesses. So the businesses had to respond with, you know, no loitering, no this. And so that pushed some people away. The people who weren't doing drugs were already pushed away because the drugs had become prevalent in these areas. The people who were doing drugs or were looking for drugs become wary because law enforcement would poke around, and so they stepped back. And... That left you with one of two things, the type of place that was trying to be run correctly and law enforcement was involved and that cut your numbers down, or the type of place that just kind of turned a blind eye to it and you weren't making any more money, your numbers were up, but you just, you know, you had a bad reputation, your establishment had a bad reputation, and uh, it was it was becoming a, a worsening condition in, instead of working itself out and balancing itself out. So you start to get a decline in the participation in young people in these areas, in these local businesses, these local hangout spots, these local spots where people were getting together. Then this goes from a little bit of a problem to an epidemic. And uh, th these pills are extremely addictive. And you expect a 16-year-old to not get hooked on something that's designed to be hooked on but you don't hold a company accountable for handing this stuff out like candy. That, you know, but that, that was the, the, the truth of the matter at that time. And it's so addictive and it's so prevalent and it's so easy to get. I mean, it's being pumped in here that it becomes an epidemic. And at this point, your numbers are dropping way down. Not not just for businesses, but for things like the local park, uh, things like um, you know the bowling alleys and this. Everything's dropping. Even the kids meeting at the mall. If the numbers are up, they're up for a bad reason, so the cops have to come in. So then the numbers drop again. These people retreat, and they retreat from being in large social groups, interacting and getting out into being isolated into small groups, groups of people you did the drugs with looking for someone to get the drugs from while trying to avoid large groups of people because you don't want to be seen high or you know out of it and the police. So you go from these large social gatherings in public to larger to somewhat smaller social gatherings in private, you know, these house parties go from something kind of fun to something kind of dark. And and these big parties up on these strip jobs, because that's a hard place for the cops to get, become very prevalent, but they become infected with the drugs. So here we've changed. We've traded. We have traded our... We have traded our... Social interaction out in large public places for these more at least at this time semi-private interactions that are based around something very negative and from there there's this transition even further down the rabbit hole to okay every time we get in this large group now the cops are looking out 
let's let's bring our circle in tighter. Let's get it down to five to nine people. You know, four or five people we really want to hang out with, and four or five people that'll bring in the drugs. And let's let's do that. And let's, so then you go. You've lost this large social gathering in public places, and then you've cut that down to a little bit smaller social gathering, even though maybe for the wrong reasons in semi-private conditions and now that's went even underground to we're in my living room or my basement on a weekend uh, you know blah 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 come over and bring this so people have isolated themselves to their homes uh, or or to most time homes I mean any, any type of private situation so now it becomes a private thing and as addiction grows you kind of get two types of people. You get people that are they're experimenting, so they're still in party mode, and they still want to socialize, and they still want people around, and then you get people that are firmly addicted. They despise the social interaction. They just need the drug, because the drug feels like it makes you a social animal, but it doesn't. It makes you a pariah in your own mind, and it... It separates you mentally from those people around you. So the drug has now taken over and socializing is last thing on your mind. Socializing is taking a back seat to getting high. And so we've went from, and not a generation, and not a decade, in probably a five-year span, maybe six, we've went from these large groups of of kids who are going to replace these older people who have stopped socializing and gathering in these places. Now the kids have come up and they've taken over that and they've started. And they're supposed to run this out to the end of their life and then that's supposed to be replaced by the next generation and drugs have have put a serious dent in that and taken that to a large degree and taken it away. And here's this hole, this missing piece, and we no longer have this interaction with local business and local area from people getting together and socializing in a positive way. Now we have a drug addiction epidemic. And that's not it. That's not the end of the story, and that's not the end of what happens. But I'm going to try to keep these short and keep them broke up. So that's where we're going to stop right now. In part two, we're going to start off from there. And then go into what changed going forward and into the future. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, This is Talk Junkie. Um, I want to thank a couple people real quick before I get off. Um, Hot Rods Pizza in Hyman, Kentucky. Because they always allow us to come in, loiter, talk. And even though we were supposed to record a show there last night and didn't because we ended up having too much fun, they did allow us to come in. I really thank them for that. Uh, Chain Reaction BJJ in Hazard, Kentucky. Look them up online. Unbelievable people. Unbelievable instruction. Great participation from uh, the black belt that we're under. Uh, He comes down from Lexington often. Uh, It's a a great group of people and a great organization to be a part of. Um, My books are available on Amazon.com. Coal Kingdom is available. Um, The one I wrote for my son, Everyone is Different Just Like Me, and The Boys Super Hearing. They're both available on there. Um, They're available for Amazon Prime Free Shipping. Um, I think there's six bucks on there for sale right now. But 
if you live local, I'd rather miss a book sale and you wait a month or so and go to Red Spotted Newt. That's R-E-A-D, Red Spotted Newt in Hazard, Kentucky, when they open, and buy your books there. It's a local business, a local bookstore, hopefully one day a local hangout that we, you know, you have to support the things around you if you want the things around you to grow, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but, you know, if you don't live close, order them on Amazon. Or wait a month and call the Red Spot Newton. They'll probably ship you one. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But um, next episode, we'll be back to kind of pick up where we left off. Uh, like and subscribe to Talk Junkie. Um, find us on YouTube. Find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google now. We're on Spreaker. We're on basically every provider for... Um, uh, podcast now. Uh, I'm still not back on social media yet and advertising on social media, but people are finding this. I get my downloads and listens every day, and I'm like, wait a minute. Somebody's finding it. Somebody's doing something. So check it out. If you like it, um, you know, give it a like and, and keep coming back. Uh, so we'll be back with part two. <laughs>